We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 529 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ian Hilton, and while I do sincerely apologize for missing that show midweek that I promised, part of me is also not so sorry. There was some possibility that I was going to be a bit too optimistic on that show, and after today's match against Alaves, it would not have aged well. If you can, subscribe to the channel, that would be a big help. But let's not waste any more time, let's dive in. The five headlines from Barcelona's 2-1 win over Deportivo Alaves. Headline one is not this time. Usually you get the same spiel for me. I know Barca played poorly, but at least they got the three points, and you got to be happy with the results when they come. I know I always say that, but heading into this match, Xavi had said all the right things, they had that player meeting, they were supposed to deliver a response from taking two losses in their last three games and not playing well now for about the last month and a half, and they were supposed to have some kind of positive response. And while they did get the three points, Barcelona could not have gone into the international break in worse form. So talking more about form than function and the results. Regardless of where they sit in the table, they still go limping into the international break. So yeah, let's talk about Xavi this time because I feel like the last few five headlines, I've really keyed in on saying how frustrating the players have been, some of the things that are happening in the team, players that are underperforming in certain roles that I feel like Xavi is giving them. But we're going to talk about Xavi this time. I saw some discussion about the players of Barcelona not entirely having the talent and being thought of in their best versions, not necessarily the players that they are which we don't usually see, that being their best versions. And I do get that argument for that reason, about how we do always, especially during the transfer season, see players with rose-tinted glasses and view them as the best version of themselves, including even Ansu Fati, who I've watched now twice with Brighton, and I see he's gotten the four goals, but I haven't actually watched the full games, I've just watched the goal highlights. So with those four goals and with some Brighton fans saying, yeah, Ansu's playing well, is Ansu already back up to a level that he would fit right in at Barcelona and become a starter? Unfortunately, I have not watched enough of Brighton to be able to tell you that. But again, all I see is four goals from Ansu, him celebrating on social media again, and I'm thinking and remembering and getting happy about the best version of Ansu Fati, who may not actually exist. But as I said, I get the argument, I understand where it comes from. But I also don't know when it comes to Barcelona's squad how really far off some of the best versions that these players are. I feel like at least sometimes these players should be playing at their top level. And the level we've been seeing them at recently, that really isn't indicative of the top level that so many of these players have. Instead, it feels like recently, many of them are playing at their floor for stretches of matches in a row over the course of the last month and a half. 
and so far off of their top that it just doesn't feel like them. And I know Xavi's going to get burned from this, but I have to keep on a little bit. Xavi said after the game that Barca players are without a doubt being affected by negativity in the press in recent weeks. But this is the kind of adversity that Xavi and Barcelona have to be above. They, as a locker room, as a unit, I'm an English-speaking podcaster who, as people know, has worked with the club before, was on their Twitch channel, where obviously I did nothing but praise the club, and you work in that environment, that's what you do. But I'm critical of Barcelona as well here on the show, and I doubt many at FC Barcelona, or of course Xavi and his staff, nobody's listening to this show. And I'm largely positive. So if anything, my podcast will be one of the few places where I think Barcelona players or staff and the club can go to and say, hey, that person still believes in us. That person always seems to have our back. But even on the times when I'm criticizing and saying Barcelona need to be better here and they should be dealing with their adversity better and I'm being negative, Xavi and Barca can't care about anything like that, especially not only me, but those who aren't as complimentary at all times, including the Catalan press, and many of which are always negative at Barcelona results if they're not winning the treble and not named Pep Guardiola. They have to just within that locker room be above all of that noise. And in the moments like today when they aren't and Xavi's admitting that to you, then the first man that you do need to look at is Xavi before anyone else. Now, I'm not so much giving a defense of Xavi, but I am reminding everybody that there is something to say about that in Torno that can't be forgotten when we're talking about Xavi's job security. Not everyone can be Barca's manager. It is a job that everyone and no one wants all at the same time. Because the pressure to perform is real. It is not manufactured. It is not just saying Barcelona is a global brand. Therefore, there is a responsibility. This club being owned by its members always means that the members of this club or the supporters of this club have a stake in the success of this club. They elect a president, and if a president does not pick the right manager, that president might not get elected again. And if there's a good president who's doing the right things financially or behind the scenes, which we never seem to know from president to president, well, then their decisions, their front-facing decisions on signing off on transfers and managers, along with how well the new stadium stuff goes along and how money is used, those are the qualifications of a president. But again, the manager stuff, that's instant. You have success on the field, you're a good president. Your team stinks it up, you were a bad president. And same thing goes for managers. And with all that pressure to perform right now, what is true, and Xavi admits this, is that Xavi's Barcelona isn't performing to anywhere near the potential, even if results have been there. It does again bring up that same question, though, when it comes to Xavi and his job security. And it's always existed with him, I think, even from day one. It is possible that Xavi is still the right manager for this moment, but not for Barca's best moment. I say that almost as a fact, but I do pose that as a question to you as well. Is it possible that Xavi is still the right manager for this moment, but not for Barca's best moment when it's time to win trophies? And when I say trophies, I mean the Champions League and La Liga and just every match they're performing. And when they do have an uncharacteristic match where it feels like they're not themselves, that's not an every match occurrence. Then the other follow-up I always ask is, if not Xavi now, then who? I've seen Hansi Flick, Garcia Pimienta, of course, Las Palmas, Gallardo, who is with River Plate, people going crazy talking Guardiola and Arteta, which is nonsense. But at the moment, where the project is, which is still very young, and something I want to talk about more with listener questions this week, I hopefully get the right listener questions about young players and academy kids, so please get a listener question on that. But where this project is, my gut still says it's Xavi in this moment, even if it's not in Barca's best moment that I hope is to come in the near future. But on the other side of that, things do change quickly. So if Xavi's team ends the season without trophies, and this continues on the way they're playing for the rest of the season, similar to how they played today, which I really don't think it will. I'm much more optimistic about that. What kind of pressure does that put Xavi under with no trophies and playing this way? I feel like no matter what, Xavi has enough goodwill for one more season after this one. 
I also take into account that the younger generation coming into their own at this moment, especially online, no trophies will put maximum pressure on the club legend, regardless of that young generation. And if you say, well, you can't get rid of a club legend so easily, it's not going to be so easy to just push Xavi out over the summer the way that you got rid of all managers. And even though those of a certain age outside of Catalonia may say that, anybody of a certain age in Catalonia know that Ronald Koeman is an absolute legend at FC Barcelona. And a reminder that the leash for the Dutch manager was different in Catalonia than out of it and the way he was covered. With the financial issues that Barca are going through and the average age of this team, I will continue to be apologetic certainly to some members of this squad and its foibles. But if Xavi thought the pressure was on for the last few weeks before the international break, he should probably not read the papers for the next few weeks, especially during this break. It'll be the end of November, and Barca certainly not look like they've made the progress they should have this year after last season. Xavi isn't on the hot seat just yet, though. Sorry, he's not. But things are warming up for sure. That is true. And a trophyless season will have Laporta and Xavi and everyone around Barcelona looking hard in the mirror. Headline 2 is 18 seconds. I would probably like to finish these five headlines in the next 18 seconds. I don't want to talk about this game much. It was many hours ago. I hope we can just forget about it and talk about the international break. But let's do it. 18 seconds in, of course, the goal by Alaves scored in this game. The 1-0. Samu Ormano-Dion. Barcelona has now conceded a goal in the first 20 seconds in two games this season. Brian Zaragoza against Granada, 17 seconds. And now today, Samu in 18 seconds. That is absurd. Those are the two fastest goals conceded by La Granada at home in the 21st century, and they happen within weeks of one another. And this is bad all around. I don't know who you need to blame, but you can blame any of the players I'm about to mention from the moment that ball is kicked off. Nico Martinez, good idea. It's a set thing from the start. Long ball right off kickoff, but it heads right back Barca's way. Gunawan dispossessed. Cancelo bypassed too easily, played in behind him, and Nico Martinez beat to the near post by Samu. Ter Stegen through the wickets. Got to make that save in your near post. My goodness. All four of them, 0 for 4. We can talk about how much you want to blame and the pie that I always talk about, about blame percentages. I don't know, 25% for everybody? Or if there's somebody you want to have the four you want to pin it on, be my guest. There was so much blame to go around on that. Just awful. Not being ready to play a match. Not being prepared for that match. Mentally, physically, whatever. Twice in the first 30 seconds of games in the same season, weeks apart, that is a mental thing more than it is about anything else. And once again, there is a time and a place where we can blame players because I just did and say, hey, all of those players didn't have their head in it. And when multiple players don't have their head in it to start a game, the first man and the last man you look at is once again, the manager. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Headline three is comprehensively outplayed because this continues on. When a team scores against you in the first 30 seconds, yes, you look at a manager for not preparing his team. But then when you are comprehensively outplayed, you continue to look at the manager because that is not great over the course of 90 minutes. And there are so many times you know this season with Xavi, and I've said this, he is a manager that gets his preparation right. Even if his team didn't mentally have it today, for the second minute, they should have been able to turn this one around if they had a better game plan and knock that. And I have thought Xavi is a manager who is prepared for these matches. He picks his lineups properly. He watches tape. His team watches his tape. And I know you want to talk about the inexperience of his team, how they have a set-piece specialist on there. And Oscar Hernandez, his brother, works on the defense. And then Xavi does a lot of the the big-picture stuff. And that bench is missing a high-level assistant who has done it for many, many years to kind of be that, that wise figure in Xavi's ear. And I totally hear that, completely hear that. And I think that is part of, if you want to make an excuse for Xavi, Well, you can't because he picked his staff, but that might be one of the excuses as to why this team doesn't seem to be able to turn this thing around, why it does seem consistently like they're playing poorly and comprehensively getting outplayed for an entire month, which just, again, can't happen. I understood why Xavi went with Cancelo at left back against a low block. That does make sense to me on paper. You have possession on the left side. You're not going forward as much with Balde, also giving him a rest. And obviously starting Araujo at right back meant that you were playing a three at the back. And then Cancelo is going to step into the midfield against that low block and create numerical advantages in the middle of the field. So on paper, that idea makes sense. That you bring him into the midfield, that means you can send more people forward and create that line of six up top and make sure you're running in behind in those half spaces. That's how you break down a low block. Well, traditionally, that's how you break down a low block. But yet Barcelona, even with Xavi, again, feeling like they got it right, They were comprehensively outplayed with the ball, as in when Alavis had the ball as well. Because when Barca would get the ball back, it just seemed like idea after idea after idea would fall flat. Lamine Yamal, I have almost no criticism from him in this game. He was in a 3v1 situation almost constantly, and there was no support with Araujo because he wasn't overlapping. So that just wasn't working. Minute after minute after minute, it wasn't working with Araujo not overlapping and just staying at home as your right back. Lamine Yamal was supported much better in the second half, which I'll get into with some of the improvements, but he was much better supported in the second half, and it really felt for at least him a little bit of light, a little bit of night and day. Zhao Felix, even online, continues to confound everybody because the effort is there, and it's always felt like, especially in recent seasons, I mean, that's why Martin Brothwaite, even though he didn't really turn into too much of a player, he did almost kind of do more than what he was being asked to do because the fact that Martin Brothwaite was the answer for FC Barcelona at one time in the world was quite insane, just to remind you how far you've come in the last few seasons. But Jao Felix is a big name, and trying and working hard, again, that works for a player like Brothwaite and gets him goodwill. Same thing with an 18-year-old, well, the normal 18-year-old or 19- or 20-year-old. They give effort, they give fight, they give desire. That's why I'm going to always criticize Jao Felix way more than I'm going to criticize Fermin Lopez on most occasions, because Jao Felix, going down constantly trying to get penalty calls is just frustrating to me. I think 
That'd be the first thing. Like he's in a funk right now. He's been in a funk now for a month after the two five O's. For those who are being negative and pessimistic about things, they're looking pretty smart right now because those were the two best games he had. And now it's kind of shaping up where he's given effort in a lot of games. And I could say he was a net positive in a bunch of games. But as far as making a positive impact on these games, not so much. It didn't help Jao Felix or Lewandowski or Fermi Lopez that Pedri was really not sharp today. Still, in his first start back, did not look fully healthy. And Gundogan also not sharp again, which I go back to Jao Felix and Gundogan and Cancelo. I'm not giving them an excuse, but I am saying that this international break, they're going to go play for the international sides again. And that frustrates me. Those three dudes need a nap. They need a sit on the bench and a nap. Not even because of performances, just because they're playing too much football, especially Gundogan, who's in his 30s. Being just a few months younger than Gundogan, my knee hurt because it was cold. Not because I have knee trouble or anything like that. It was just cold, so my knee hurt. And so Gundogan, I look at him and I say, that guy deserves a break. Same thing with Cancelo, same thing with Jao Felix. But Barcelona didn't have the options to rotate, unfortunately. Being outplayed was summed up there, I think, in the second to start offside on the play anyway, but Lewandowski and Fermi Lopez tripping over each other to shoot over each other anyway. It didn't matter. And Linda Minimal, a moment later, drug his foot. Don't like that. Don't like to see that. Looked for the penalty call. Didn't deserve it. Until the moment came, which we'll get to with the fifth headline, obviously, Barcelona did not deserve a penalty call, and they kept going down, and I felt like that takes them out of it. Stay on your feet. If Messi taught Barcelona fans anything, stay on your feet, and you might have some success. Calls will not go your way sometimes, sure, but if you stop complaining, stop going down, and just be a better technical footballer, get in behind, continue pushing, continue fighting, and put that ball in the gosh darn net, it won't matter. The refs, when it's actually a foul, will give you the call. Headline four is some improvement and some results. So that was all the negative parts. And I feel like I've been negative for most of this, which is fair to that match. It was a tough match. It was maybe to me felt like well, the worst match of the year. I just said that shocked to the nest, but I guess now this feels like the worst match of the year, but at least there was some improvements and at least they did get the result. Yes. So the one, one, the on the right, it's a one V one for a rare opportunity in that game for the Wall and a one V one. The second defender came. Lamine Wall released it perfectly in time back to Kunde, who was moved over to right back, by the way, for Araujo. That switch, not a compliment to Jules Kunde, who had another ghastly performance. But then Lewandowski with a terrific header. Good job by Lewandowski, too. When he does score these goals, you got to give him credit. This is a goal scorer's goal. Good job by Lewandowski coming back to the ball, heading it perfectly, crisp into the back of the net. Wonderful job. And it does feel like, too, all of Lewandowski's goals this season feel like they came in a time when Barca wasn't playing their best. There is not a single Lewandowski goal I can think of this season where I said, yes, what a moment. What a moment. Go on, Lewandowski, in this moment. And I know this made it 1-1, but I had just spent how many minutes of this game being utterly miserable as to what I was watching. Instead of saying, go on, Lewandowski, I'm saying, thank goodness, Lewandowski. Thank goodness that you showed up and did your job and scored a goal, which... That says more about me and my negativity watching the games, but that's just the vibe this season with Lewandowski. As opposed to last year, when he had almost 10 more goals at this time in the year, and he really was kind of banging them in. Results were coming. It was kind of ugly, but you knew Lewandowski was going to bail you out in every situation. 63rd minute, Fermi Lopez on for Rafinha, and 70th, Kunde off for Balde, Jao Felix off for Ferran Torres, and things did look a bit better after that sub-progression as well. Lamini Mall, 72nd minute shot, finally getting a little bit of space for him. And it did feel like that moment too, 
when those second group of subs came on that Barcelona had finally wore Alaves down, at least enough to take some control of the match, where Alaves then had to settle into a low block and desperately go for the draw. And it could also be a little bit of both, where Alaves purposely went into that low block to protect the result for the last 20 or so minutes, which is a fair time to do that with the way they had played in that game. But it also felt like Barcelona had worked them enough where they had wore them down and there was, was going to be a bit of space for Barcelona to try to exploit. The big change, too, though, was Gundogan also moving closer to Lamine Mall when Rafinha came on. That little change that also dropped Pedri a bit deeper to cover that extra space with Gundogan moving out to the right. So you also want to protect your center. Dropping Pedri in a little bit more does just that. And those little bit of shifts in space, that's what freed up Lamine Mall from having to deal with three players instead of one player. Also taking Kunde off, moving Kinsella back over to the right, then having Bali on the left. That also helped that right side line have a little bit more solidity for Laminimo in the closing moments of this match. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Headline five is let's talk about PKs. The 2-1, 76-minute, Alaves clearly gives up the PK and much better from Inigo Martinez in this buildup. It kind of stinks because he was in good form coming into this match. And now I'm like, okay, well, this is why he's the backup. And Alaves did themselves no favor here. Abkar clearly takes out Ferran Torres. Ferran Torres didn't even to sell it. Clearly a foul, goes down. And Lewandowski, who hits a really high percentage of his PKs, was at 89%, I think I saw. That's a pretty good number, and you do generally have confidence in Lewandowski from the penalty spot, and it's kind of easy for him. Not the best penalty, but does the job, gets where it needs to go. 81st minute, Pedri out for Oro I hope to see no news about Pedri. He's not going to Spain. He wasn't called up, fortunately, so leave Pedri alone. Hope he's not hurt. Just get him off and get the three points. For that second goal, I will say, again, things also changed in the 70th minute when Farron came on because him being direct was really useful for Barcelona. I think attacking Alaves and that low block at that point vertically was essential because Barcelona were not moving the ball quick enough horizontally and things were not working diagonally. So just go down Main Street, like I say, and Ferran Torres clearly with the runs he was making, again, very vertical, that was a clear instruction from the bench. So for all the minutes I spent trashing Xavi, good job on Xavi for saying, hey, Ferran Torres, this is what you do sometimes. I ask you to do different things. That's why I like you. This time around, just run up and down, just straight up and down the field. Let's do that. Try to open this up. And I thought that was really helpful for Barcelona, who still managed to have a nervy finish, though. When I say talk about PKs, you know that in the Spanish press, when all your friends who aren't Barcelona fans are going to be talking about that 97th minute or a Romeo penalty or not penalty, the ref says no on that handball and ends the game. But you saw the argument. Again, I don't know how much Kool-Aid's have to argue with their friends other than just kind of give them the eye and say, hey, three points is three points. I know Barcelona aren't playing well. I'll take all your negative Nancy comments here because Barcelona do deserve it. But we have said no. VAR looked at it. And hey, the penalty for Barcelona was an actual penalty. The penalty for Oro again, 50-50. I see both arguments and wasn't called. And that happens over the course of a season. Like I always say, Barcelona win some and they lose some. This is one where they won. So again, you take that in stride. Those are the kind of moments where I go, is there really corruption or are they just giving Barcelona one or two mulligans? So when the corruption does happen, that's why I just can't get all conspiratorial about that. Not going to happen. If you do have any questions or conspiracies for me, 
the listener questions on the closed Facebook and Patreon. I'm also a different place as well, but generally I get them from the closed Facebook group, answer the questions I let you in, as well as Patreon. If you're a Patreon and you ask a question or message me with a question, that will always guaranteed be answered on the listener question show. That is a guarantee. So those are the two ways really to get me for listener questions. And again, that is coming up this week. I'm working out who exactly the guest is going to be, but of course it's going to be somebody that you like. I promise on that. But as always, until next time, for the Barca. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com